What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? First off, I want to start off by saying I do not own any copyrights to that recording. I know it sounded a little sketchy, but you'll get the premise of it as we go along. But I just wanted to state that I do not own any publishing or copywriting rights over that. So please don't sue me. But how y'all doing today? I feel pretty good. I had a wonderful night last night. It was a great Friday in Newburgh. City Terrace was lit. Jamaican party went all the way up. Me and the guys had bottles on bottles on bottles. And I got really, really drunk. And I don't remember going to sleep. But I'm up now. I don't have a hangover. I feel great. I drank my tea. I had some sea moss. I had some water. And now I am ready to give you guys the third episode of the Thinking Out Loudly podcast. I am Shane Anthony. Welcome to my domain. So today, I want to get into a very controversial topic, of course, and something that I needed to be, I felt needed to be touched upon. It's something that I kind of grew up under, but I grew out of. And now now that I'm in the space that I am, when it as it pertains to that topic, I just don't understand it at all. And it just it irks me kinda. Of. It not even kind of, it does. What I wanna the topic is homophobia in the black community. Why do we hate gay people? And I'm not even gonna say gay people because I feel like Lesbians, especially femme lesbians, are they don't I feel like they don't receive too much backlash. I'm not going to speak for them, but I feel like on the totem pole of the old homophobia, I feel like they're kind of at the bottom. And then, you know, you get into the um, the dykes, like the bull dykes, the ones who dress like men and. You know what I mean? I feel like they're generally accepted, too. But it's really the gay black man that we don't like. And it's mostly men, but there's some women, too. And I just don't understand it. And it it leads me to why the title of this episode, I titled it, To Whom It May Concern. And that's because... First and foremost, not everyone is homophobic and not everyone even cares what people do in the privacy of their own bedroom in their own home. Doesn't affect my life. I don't care. I'm not even generally even thinking about it. So I don't care what you do in your bedroom and I don't care how you conduct yourself in public to a certain extent. Because I feel like a lot of heterosexual men kind of get, I don't want to say offended, but get upset. And kind of, I don't, I don't know the right, the right word for it, but it seems like a lot of heterosexual men get offended when a gay man comes around. And he's talking with what they call, quote-unquote, the voice. And his mannerisms are more like a female than a man. 
and they get automatically get offended, automatically get it turned off, turned off, automatically get upset just because of how he talks and his mannerisms. Doesn't even have to be talking to them specifically. Just because you're around acting like that, he's pissed off. Because we have this negativity that surrounds gay, the, the word gay, period. But just as it pertains to gay men, you know, we use it as a slur. And I just, first and foremost, I don't think that that's right. Second off, how can someone's sexual orientation be negative? That it just doesn't make any sense because it just, it goes against what you feel like a man should be doing or what you feel like a man should want. So now, because you are that, now it turns into a slur. It turns into something that's negative or something that should be offensive when in all reality, it's just a lifestyle. And it's not something that you choose. It's just something that you are. It's just what you are. It's who you are. It's how you feel. I personally am... Just, I'm just done with with the whole hyper-masculinity and this whole overall image of what a man should be. At the end of the day, these gay men are men. They're men. And I've done I've seen with my own eyes a homosexual man beat the shit out of a heterosexual man. So don't think. I make that point just to to reiterate the fact that these are, in fact, men. Don't think that just because he's gay, whether he's a top or a bottom, don't think that just because he has that flamboyant, typical homosexual man aura, that he, that, that somehow makes him any less than... A man. It, it is a man. He was born with a penis. He just likes other men. But physically, and this is still a guy. Keep that in mind. But I'm not going to get too deep into it. I'm going to hit certain points throughout the episode. I just wanted to get my beginning spiel out there. Touch the topic real quick. Um, I do have a guest today. I'm going to let him introduce himself, but this is somebody I've known since high school when I was in NFA. We've always been cool. I think we had like a class or two together. You know what I'm saying? We've had a, a I feel like a bunch of conversations. Actually, he used to ride my bus because I think we lived around the same area. But it's somebody I've known since high school. He's always been a cool dude. Always been like somebody I consider to be a friend. I've kept in touch with him throughout the years, you know what I'm saying, and I came up with this topic, and he was the first person I thought of, and I hit him up, and I'm like, yo, bro, I need you to, ah, ah, like, he like, nah, bro, like, you know, I'm, I'm more reserved and quiet, like, I don't, I don't really want that, and I'm like, nah, my nigga, like, you gotta do this, like, you're the perfect person for it, you gotta do it, you somebody I know, somebody I'm comfortable with, 
And you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to speak up. Like, this is this is for you. This is for your community. Like, you got to talk. He was like, no, no. So he turned it down. So I was seeking other outlets. You know what I'm saying? And then I was in Newburgh. I was on Courtney by Southland. I was walking in the store. And I bumped into him. And he tried to, like, fake hide from me. I'm like, yo, bro, what's up, man? What's up? He like, yo, what's good? Uh, I'm like, nigga, bro. Is we gonna do this? And he's like, he said the same thing again, bro. You know I'm quiet now. Nah. I'm like, nah, bro, nah. You gotta do this. Like, I need you to do this. He was like, yo, uh, uh-uh. but he was, you know, kind of on the movie. He was with his friend. I'm like, yo, bro, just think about it. You know what I'm saying? Hit me up. He was like, ah, right, right, I'm gonna think about it. He hit me the next day and said, yo, I'm in. So, it all worked out. I'm gonna let him introduce himself, though. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ralph Favor. Yo, Shane, thank you for inviting me, bro. I'm really honored to be here, and I'm excited to share my thoughts and my views. I am a 29-year-old African-American male from Newburgh, New York. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a choreographer, and an artist. As far as sexuality goes or sexual orientation, I personally don't like to use labels simply because I just feel like sexuality is just a little more complicated than how we're taught to define it. Y'all see how, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my son is funny. Y'all see how he try to get slick and say, I personally don't like labels. <laughs> yo, it's, yo, <laughs> every time I listen to that clip, yo, I, <laughs> I laugh every time, my bad. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy, though. But, um, all right, so let me let me get into some statistics real quick. That's my son Ralph. If y'all ain't hear his name, he does a lot of shit. This nigga's into a whole lot, man. He overall good dude. But let me get into these statistics, right? So there are a lot of people out there who just, as I stated in my intro, there's a lot of people who just don't like homosexuals and specifically gay men especially in the black community we completely shun them right and it's just crazy because they make up such a large they make a very i'm not gonna say a large i'm gonna say they make up a very sizable percentage of people of the community right And this is just people who actually are out the closet and identify as homosexual, right? Because, as we know, there are a lot of people who do it quietly because of the negativity that surrounds it and the backlash that you open yourself up to when you come out the closet, as they say, right? And I got some information from a company called Gallup. Now, they're an analytics company based in um, Washington, D.C., and they're basically known for their public opinion polls that they conduct worldwide. They're very well known, and their facts are, well, their analytics and statistics are taken to be facts in a lot of different countries. I just wanted to establish where I got these, this fact from, 
Now, they estimate that 4.5% of American adults identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or trans. Now, this is of 2018. And again, I want to reiterate the fact that these are just known. The ones who are open about it and will let it be known that I am bisexual, I am homosexual, I am transsexual, I am lesbian. That doesn't factor in the people who live that life behind the curtain. And I just want to point out 4.5% doesn't necessarily seem like a lot, but when you compare it to the overall number of people, let's just say in the black community, and according to Google, 13.4% of America is black. Now, let's just think about how many black people are in America. And that only makes up 13.4% of the entire population. Right? Let's say a quarter. A quarter of black American. No, not even a quarter. That's actually a third. A third. <laughs> okay? A third of the black community was lesbian, gay, bisexual, or trans. And I feel like me putting those two statistics together really paints the picture of how large this community actually is. And when I when I think about when I think about this issue and this topic, I look at it as human rights. I'm not going to compare it to the civil rights movement or like slavery or anything like that, mainly civil rights. I don't want to compare it to the civil rights movement because that was I just don't want I don't want to compare it to anything as far as movements go, but I look at it through the same lens in the in the sense that it's just basic human rights. The right to be respected and acknowledged within my being for me being who I am. Right? I'm not out here killing anyone. I'm not out here raping anyone. I'm not out here having sex with children or anything like that. I just like what I like. I'm turned on by what I'm turned on by, and that shouldn't turn you off. And there's such a large population of that community that it's going to be around. It's going to be relevant and and on the you're always going to encounter this right so rather than shut everything out and just say oh no nah, i don't i don't agree with it so fuck them i feel like there needs to be more understanding of which will create a, a better space of cohesion between the two communities, meaning heterosexual and homosexual. There's no reason that you can't network and do business with and ha or have conversations with someone because of what they do in the bedroom. That just makes no sense. You're, you're completely cutting yourself off from what Gallup estimates 
four and a half percent of the entire American population. You just won't do business with because they're gay or transgender or whatever. And that's just weird to me. But as I get into this next segment and this next topic, topic within the topic, I got some statistics from it's called a website called statista.com, right? And in 2018, they said they identified 82.7% of all male to male couples were white and only 5.9% were black, right? Now, this highlights the point of how afraid black men are to openly be themselves because of the backlash that they will receive within our community because of the hyper masculine image that we tie into our daily lives everybody has to be tough all this testosterone and your chest poked out and yeah niggas think i'm pussy like that's that's how a lot of black men live and, and that's just the reality and that's all the way wrong but we have this whole image and this whole ideal of what a man should be right and when you go against that especially sexually oh no 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 you can't even come around you got there's people that literally want to beat you up just because because they feel like you're not a man because you because of your sexual orientation now you're not a man not only are you not tough quote unquote but you're also gay so you're not a man, so they tend to get violent with you. And as I said in my intro, they feel offended just by who you are. And to me, that is more of an indication of them not knowing who they are rather than being mad at who you are. Right? But 82.7% male male couples were identified as white, only 5.9% as black, and I feel like those statistics are off because they're scared. Gay black men are afraid in their own community. A few more statistics before I get into his portion. I got this from NBC, and it said nearly one in five hate crimes Nearly one in five hate crimes that were committed, I think, in 2018. One in five were anti-gay motivated, right? And of the 7,120 hate hate crimes in that year, 19% stemmed from anti-LGBTQ bias, right? So out of seven, a little over 7,000 hate crimes, a fifth of them were because of anti-gay bias. And according to the FBI, 60% of that were against gay, gay men. So basically, gay men are being, are being subjected to violent crimes against them just because they're gay. And that leads me into his portion And I'm going to let you hear what he has to say on this portion of this topic. Check this out. 
I love Newburgh, but I'm not gonna hold you. I did not feel safe growing up in Newburgh. And sometimes I still don't feel safe depending on where I am and who's around and just what the vibe is simply because people will still try it. But even something as simple as walking home from school in the afternoon and depending on what street you walked on, depending on who was on the block, who else was there that was the audience and how they felt that day was will determine if you would get messed with or not or if you would get bothered with, physically assaulted, or even as adults, you know, having a drink at the bar and it's like, don't let you be by yourself because if some guys approach you, you just might get jumped in the bar for chilling. And it's sad because the true tea is most people that are doing hate crimes are dealing with insecurity, are dealing with their own issues, their own mirror, and they don't like what they see. They don't like what they feel inside, whatever that is. Me personally, I don't know nobody that is happy and is whole and they will bother someone for no reason. It would never make sense to me, but not feeling safe simply because of your lifestyle, that's just nah, that's not cool. Especially with everything going around and how the police are treating black people. It's like, you got one war with the police, and then you have another war with people that look like you simply because they don't walk like you. It's annoying. The man said, there's one war with the police and then another war with people who look like you simply because they don't walk like you. And that's a powerful statement because it's very true and factual. Because Within our, especially within our community, because I feel like black people, I feel like, I feel like, I don't know this to be a fact, but I feel like within the black community, we despise homosexuals, especially gay men, more than any other demographic. Well, maybe it's because I'm mostly around black people and that's where I see it the most. But that's just how I feel. Now, not only do they have to deal with the social constructs that restrict them from being, from living a full life, just being a black man or a black person, period. Now, because you're homosexual, you got to deal with all the backlash, all the hate, all the violence within your own community as if we're all not facing the bigger the bigger war as he said and i'm not just talking about the police i'm talking about overall everything that holds black people back all the social constructs that are set up to oppress us and keep us down but i don't want to i don't want to get off topic i want to stay on topic here And a lot of that comes from people feeling like, or other men or females feeling like you're not a man. They feel like you're not a man. And that goes, that goes into what do we feel like manhood really is? Is it having kids? Having sex with women? 
Is it money? What is manhood rooted in? At its core, at its core, what is manhood really rooted in and what makes a man a man? That's that that to me is one of the root problems or the root causes of homophobia <clears throat> because you don't view them as men. Excuse me. But that comes from what your definition of manhood really is. I have my own interpretation and, and I and I'll share it with you guys. I feel like manhood first and foremost is being who you are. Being who you are. How they how they said standing firm on your square. I am who I am. This is who I am. I'm not changing. I'm not bending. I'm not folding. And no one is going to make me back down. Because I am a man and I stand my ground. And I back my character, right? And a lot of manhood is tied into responsibility and prioritizing. Having your priorities in order. Right? Also, being a protector and providing. Essentially, to me, that's what manhood is. It has nothing to do with your sexual nature. It has everything to do with your character. Manhood is tied into your character. It's not tied into your penis. Manhood doesn't come from your dick. Okay? Like, let's just th- <laughs> let's throw that out there. Manhood doesn't come from your penis. It comes from your, the content of your character. Who are you as a man? How do you carry yourself? Are you respectful? Right? Do you look after those who you care for? Do you provide for your family? Are you unwavering in who you are? Those are the questions to me that make up manhood. That and that alone. Anything outside of that to me is just fluff. It's just a way to exclude others from what you feel like a man should be. But I asked this question to him and and this is what he had to say. a child and he is now a man now it's not just about age when when we're talking about manhood we're talking about age we're talking about mentally and your actions your actions really play a big part in your manhood simply because you shouldn't be doing the things that you did as a child because that's immature you know and it's really interesting to me when we talk about being a man and what a man is and I had a conversation with a heterosexual individual and they were so confused on how can someone be a man and also be a part of the LGBTQ community or whatever. How can that be? And it's like, well, what are you trying to say? That just because someone does what they do in their private bedroom, that's none of your business, that devalues him or um, takes his manhood away or takes 
him being a man away simply because who he loves versus someone that is a man or of the, of the male species that's having sex with all these women, having all these children, but he's defined as a man because of who he has sex with. Now let him be a deadbeat dad and he's no longer a good man. It's just very entertaining to witness the ignorance of someone being valued as a man simply because you know who he's having sex with and you approve of who he chooses to love. And that makes him a man versus his actions, him taking care of his responsibilities, him providing for his family. That is not something that your sexual orientation needs to play a part in when you're talking about being a man or your manhood. And again, I say to you again, being a man does not come from your dick. That doesn't make you a man because you have some extra meat and muscles swinging between your legs with two balls connected to it. That doesn't make you a man. That makes you a male. Making That makes you a male, right? You're not female, you're a male. Because you got that thing swinging between your legs. But hopefully it's swinging. Hopefully. <laughs> but that makes you a male. That doesn't make you a man. What makes you a man is how you prioritize what's important to you. Protecting the people that are around you. Providing. Right? Like he said. Take care of them kids, nigga. If you ain't taking care of your kids, you're not a man. So you have no right to call anyone else. Not a man, right? <laughs> but that's where manhood comes from. Respons- being responsible. Carrying yourself with respect. And as I stated, being unapologetic in who you are. Right? You don't fold or necessarily change yourself because that's what everybody else is doing. A man does what he wants to do. Because that's what he wants to do. Because that's who he is. Right? That's what I mean when I say that. And it's just crazy. It's crazy because, I mean, all of this is coming from... This is, like I said in my last segment, I grew up homophobic. I didn't like gay people until... I wasn't even willing to like gay people until I was probably in, like, maybe 11th grade. My entire life, it was faggot this, and, you know, gay was like, don't call me gay. Like, I'm I'm very offended. Like, now we got to fight. Like, that's like telling somebody, that's like telling me, suck my dick. That's like you telling me, suck my dick. I'm very offended, right? When when somebody, you know, used the, the quote-unquote slur, calling you gay, right? All of this is coming from me. Like, I'm speaking from mostly experience. Because I know how it is to be homophobic. Because I once was homophobic. Very. I didn't want them around me. They disgusted me. Two men holding hands or a a gay man doing a hand on a hip hand. Like, no. All that pissed me the fuck off. And now when I look back on it, I mean, I was young. But still, it was like, it's like, what the hell was I even thinking about? Like, why would that ever bother me? Why would what someone else does 
bother me to the extent that it can change my mood. Right. And in certain cases, had I carried that into my adulthood, block my money. Block my money because I'm not I'm I'm I'm, I am unwilling to do business with a gay person, a gay man specifically, just because he's gay. And the craziest part is to me is out of all demographics, gay men are doing very well for themselves. Now, that doesn't mean that they're all affluent and rich and but gay, gay black men like black women are very stable. Right. For the most part. Overall, gay black men are very stable, very responsible, and they take care of the shit they need to take care of. They got jobs, they have careers, they're educated in whatever field they want to be in, whether it was going to college and getting a general education or following a certain pursuit or or in whatever, whatever trade they're into. They're out here and they're active and they're moving and they're progressing. So for for you to cut that demographic off because of their sexual orientation is cutting yourself off from a large network that could benefit your goals and your aspirations. Because there's one thing that I do know about gay men. They can get you in circles that you're not going to be in. That you're not going to be in. Because in certain cases. And in certain in certain fields and like I said, in in certain cases, there are people, right, who could connect you to get you one step further to accomplish your goal or get you to to your goal, but they won't deal with you because you're a heterosexual black man, right? And they already see us as a threat. We've always been a threat. So they automatically see you as a threat, but because of the overall outlook on manhood, which we just spoke about, they look at a gay black man and look at him as not a threat because in their eyes, he's not a man. So in certain cases, as stated, in certain cases, he can maneuver his way into circles and then open the door for you, but you won't walk through that door because... Of what he does behind his closed door. You get you get what I'm trying to say? And I just want to reiterate <clears throat> the point that I made in my last segment. That in 2018, up close to 10,000 people were surveyed. And 50% of them believed that people were born gay. And that's something that I believe. Because if you speak... To any gay person, gay man, or woman, or anyone of the LGBTQ community, and ask them, when did you know that you liked the same sex, or that you were into this, or into that? Majority majority of them will tell you, I knew when I was five, six, seven, very young, elementary school. I felt it. I knew it. I didn't have those feelings when I was that young. 
I knew I liked girls. I know I had a girlfriend in fourth grade, in fifth grade, third grade. I knew I liked girls. This is something that we would sit we would sit around and talk about me and my friends. Who's the cutest girl? Who do we want to be our girlfriend? Blah blah blah. So don't sit here and try to tell me that at six, seven, you don't know what you are, who you are, or can't. You may not be able to properly identify them, but you can properly identify your attraction. Because we all did. We all did. And so did they. Which means what? We were born this way. They were born that way. Which just solidifies the fact that this is something that is natural for some people. Everyone is not that. But some people are. And we shouldn't hate them for it. But I'm going to let him get into and identify and let you guys know when he knew and when he came to the realization that he was gay. that I was interested in boys and girls but I didn't know that it had a name to it until people started to pick at me and call me names because of who I was and it was very interesting just to you know try to express yourself or you're just existing and you're just being who you are naturally and people that don't understand will make you feel less than simply because of the words they choose the power they put in the words and how they use their words against you. But I knew pretty on what my interest was, you know, and my, what my attraction was, because I just love people. I love beauty. I think everyone has their own way of sex appeal. And that was my happiness before I knew what anything meant, before, I, you know, kids started to use words against me, you know. I was my happiest just existing. The part that got me in that was when he said something like the power, the the words they use against you, the power that they place in words. Right. I think we can all agree that words are powerful because depending on who they're coming from, when you hear certain words or when certain words are put together and said to you, your feelings get hurt. Right. If you're in a relationship and your boyfriend or girlfriend tells you, I don't love you anymore, that hurts because of the meaning of what they're saying. That goes back to my point of the meaning and how the general public who's not homosexual uses the term gay. It's a slur. It's a slur. If another man calls another man gay, I'm trying to disrespect you. Right? In a sense, saying that, it's not even in a sense. It's, it, you're really saying that being gay is wrong. It's disrespectful to be gay. So I'm going to call you that. Because in me calling you that, getting back into the manhood point, 
You're not a man. I'm calling you not a man because you're gay. I just want to, I keep bringing this up because I, I really want to get into how deep and powerful the power that we placed on this word. Like he said, the power placed on that word and everything that's attached to it, which is why it's ingested and digested the way that it is. I want to strip away at it, pull it away and just make it a word. It's an identifying word of being homosexual. That's it. It's nothing negative about it because there's nothing negative about being gay. You just are. You're gay. Okay, cool. How you doing? <laughs> like that, that's, that's, that's really it on that. But the next segment that, this was a question that I asked him and it, for me, I, I kind of, I was tentative. I was hesitant to even ask him this because I thought that it would propose or turn a certain demographic off, which I would never want to do. And that's the black woman. I love my black women. I support y'all. And to the best of my ability, I will protect y'all 100%. Right? But I, did, I didn't want to turn you guys off by this question. But I felt it needed to be asked because I feel like it's relevant. And what I asked, asked, I don't know why I can't say ask, right? <laughs> but um, what I asked him was, who do you think is more stranded? And I specifically used the word stranded because within the black community, all we have is us. All we have is us. Generally speaking, we can't go to white people for help by the masses. No, we can't. We can't even go to the Hispanic community by the masses for help. Even though they are us, an extension of, but they don't even like us. A lot of them don't. I know a lot of good Spanish people and I, I have very good Spanish friends. But if we're talking facts, there are a lot of Spanish people who do not like black people, Asians, Arabs, nobody likes us. So all we have is us. And I specifically use the word stranded because it's the problem within the problem with within the community. The problem is nobody likes us, so we don't have anybody. But within the community, there are certain demographics of people that we don't like within our own community or that we marginalize and isolate and Basically, leave him for dead. And I asked him, who do you feel is more stranded within the black community? Black women or gay black men? My opinion. It's gay black men. Do I feel like black women are overall protected in the community? No. And that's something that I'm definitely trying to change. There's something I speak about on all the time. Whether it's on Facebook and I'm going to be speak, I'm going to make a whole probably two, three part episode, two, three part series on here. Specifically just about that topic and coming at it from every angle that I can, because this is something that's very important, very important in our community. It's very important that black men come back to black women. And I don't even mean romantically. I just mean in life and within our community, they need us. 
And we're not being there for them. And that's just plain fucked up, period. But I also feel like in certain situations, if a black woman was under attack by, say, a group of white men and there was a group of black men, I feel like they feel you they would feel more inclined to protect her especially if it was racially motivated they would feel more inclined to protect her than if you reverse the scenario and say a gay black man is being attacked by a group of white men and if white people if you're listening to this I'm sorry to I'm not trying to demonize white people I was just using white people because of the racism in this country and it it would give better light to the scenario and what I'm proposing but a gay black man being attacked by a group of white men and this group of black men knew that man was gay I don't 90% of the time they're not going to feel any type of way they might stand there and watch they're not going to feel like whether whether it was whether it was home homophobically charged or racially charged that same group of black men is not going to feel motivated to protect this black man because he's gay but they would protect the black woman because she's black and she's a woman and they know that this situation is racially charged and I don't like that shit. Right? But that's just my opinion. And I, I this is this is completely opinion based because I feel like you can't necessarily attach stats to it to prove a point or make it a fact. It's really just opinion based in how you feel, but that's just how I feel. I feel like both demographics are unprotected within the community, but I feel like gay black men are a lot more, I don't want to say vulnerable, but just more marginalized and less protected. But I'm going to let you see how, listen, take a listen to how he answered this question. Without taking away from the woman experience, I feel like black gay men are more stranded within the black community. First of all, I feel like majority of heterosexual men within the black community already disregard gay people. And then you have women where it seems like the majority of them, you know, love gay people and flock to gay people, but they, it's the idea of the gay best friend. Because most of them, they want you to be their fashion stylist. They want to be your kiki buddy. They want to know the tea. They want to know the gossip. They want to know information on everybody else. Want to use you as a gaydar to watch people that don't even like you simply because they want to know if they're gay or not. They want to be entertained. They want to hear the shade. They want to hear the, the reads. They want you to throw shade, darling, and catch all the shade. All the occurs that did not come from Cardi B because that came from the LGBT community as well. And speaking of lingo, I think it's very cute and it's also a side eye seeing everyone in mainstream. I'm talking specifically to heterosexual black men that use all of our lingo and then want to butcher us and bash us for being who we are. 
And sometimes it's unfortunate that gay black men find comfortability in female spaces, not because they want to be females, but because they already cash ready from the male spaces because of their energy. And they go to places where they find some sort of freedom of expression where it's relatable to the people that you're around. But oftentimes the gay black man is not even accepted in those spaces unless there is purpose for him to be the gay best friend, which is dumb. It is not flattering to call someone something that people gave this whole story on on what that person does to them, which is inter-freaking-tainment. It's entertainment. I'm not your entertainment. Especially when using the word gay best friend, just come with this pre-setup of the kind of person you are and the role that you play in this friendship. And I'm only talking right now about black women because what friendship with the black heterosexual man? Because most of them are too afraid that you're going to start liking them. And that is the most ignorant... Well, rephrase, I'm sorry. I don't want to say it's ignorant because I can't tell someone how to feel based on their experience. I will say that I need you to think a little more to know that just because you're friends with a gay person and they like men and you just so happen to be a man, 50-50 chance of you born, (laughs) that out of everybody in the world or everybody that they have in their life, that you are now their top priority. I think that's cocky. And I think that's not just cocky, but it just gives a tone that straight men are the prize for gay men. And you're not. And it sucks because there is so much talent within all the communities and on an individual level, so many characteristics and qualities that friends will benefit from just by being friendly with each other or business relationships that you will benefit from just by connecting, being cool and networking. It was crazy for me listening to that segment, especially when I first heard it. And I'm like, so this is how gay blood, this is how gay men feel? Do they feel used? At a at a at a point in his um in that in that piece right there, he said that a lot of gay men feel more comfortable in female spaces, right? Because they're more accepted. But even, but even then, sometimes, they're not accepted there either. Because overall, they're not accepted in heterosexual spaces, heterosexual male spaces, right? But generally speaking, they are more accepted into heterosexual female spaces. But then he said, he said, what did he say? He said, we're only accepted when we have something to offer, right? In, this, in, this, in the context of being the gay best friend and having all the tea and throwing all the shade and being the quintessential typical gay best friend, right? So I took that as he feels used. Even within being accepted, he feels used. Right? I'm only accepted because of this. Not just because you guys like who I am. You, because you want me around so I can do this for you. And that, that, that was the main piece that kind of hit home for me within that. But getting back to, okay, that was the main piece that hit home for me 
in in that segment that that he did. I wanna. Um, okay. How do I want to say this? I want to get into right one of the reasons that I feel like a lot of men don't or act the way that they do towards gay men. And I'm not saying this is the only reason, but by no stretch of the imagination, there's many reasons. And a lot of it ties into the toxic mass, toxic hyper masculinity that is so ingrained in our psyches. But I also feel like a lot of it has to do with them not fully being ten toes down in their own sexuality, right? Either on the DL or thinking about some kind of homosexual act, right? And you feel ashamed because you're having these desires, right? You feel ashamed because of it. So now you lash out towards those that aren't ashamed of it because in them you see yourself or a portion of yourself or you have this desire and you're like damn I you, you feel what I'm trying to say this creates the space of down low men right the ones who are suppressing their being because they don't want to face the backlash that the person they're sleeping with behind closed doors he has to face day to day because he's out in the open with his shit. You want to keep it quiet so you can maintain this image within the community. You want you don't want to lose your social status and stance by coming out and saying, you know what? I like to sleep with men sometimes or I'm gay. I don't really even like women. I just it's just what I did because I didn't want to be hated. Right. And it I brought it up to him because. I personally have never, I mean, I've never been in any type of homosexual encounter, right? So, but I have had a few gay friends over the years. I mean, I've moved around a lot, so. But I, I say that to say, I was really genuinely wondering, are there really down low men out there? Like, are there really men out there who have wives or girlfriends, kids, are living and presenting a homosexual, not not homosexual, really living and representing a heterosexual man, but on the low, are really bisexual or gay, don't even like their wife, but don't want to lose their job, or maybe there's somebody prominent in the community, or maybe they have a big business or something, and you know what I mean? Don't want to put anything that they've built in jeopardy because of the negativity that surrounds being gay. So they keep it quiet and do their dealings on the low when nobody's looking. But of course the gay the gay community, the gay male community, they know because they're the ones that are being sought out for these secret rendezvous or these sneaky links. So I really wanted to know, like, is this really a thing? Like, is this really a thing that like, does this really, really happen? 
And this is what he had to say. DL men definitely exist. It's definitely a thing. It just sucks because people get their feelings hurt and things happen to other people and just it, things can get reckless simply because of someone's irresponsibility. But to be clear, a DL person in this context is talking about someone who is living on both sides of the tree and is not being honest, living double lives, etc., etc. DL does not define someone that is private, that you do not know their sexual orientation or whatever they do in their business, and then it comes out and then you find out. That is not DL. That is someone that was just private and their information got out. Because when you hear the term DL, you hear shady, you hear shysty, you hear lying, you hear manipulation, you hear all those things that don't define everyone that's just private. Now, but do, do DL men exist? Hell yes. And it's sad because, and I'm not standing up for anyone that lies, cheats, et cetera, et cetera. But it's sad because of what this person feels like they have to do because whether they don't want to be themselves because how they feel about themselves according to what people make them feel like, who they are according to how they feel and define them. And they feel like they'll be judged or disowned because of those things. And a family disowning a black man for being gay is not new. That's not a new thing. I know too many people that were kicked out and on the street under the age of 18, 16, just because of how they identify. So though I don't agree, it's very challenging for me to come at the DL guy because it's like, I know what you have to deal with if you choose to tell your truth. It doesn't make it right. But how can we on the other side make you more comfortable in being yourself and living in your truth? So it's definitely, you know, a, a tough situation as far as expecting someone to be a target. You know, it still it doesn't make it right. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. I don't want anybody to miss my words up and think that I'm standing up for the DL guy because I am not. And not for nothing, he's whack. He's whack because it's like you have all these people, these gay people and LGBTQ people that are out here with targets on their back because they had the strength to go out and live in their shoes every day. With these people around acting shady to them, doing mad shit to them, fucked up shit to them. And it's like, you, you have no boss because you're here living a double life and doing all this shit because of how people will view you. <laughs> you ain't got no manhood, okay? Your manhood going, bro. And it's not because of your sexuality, but it's because you're an adult and you are not honest with your decisions you are immature because you're doing things of a child, which is doing things and hiding your hands. And it's just not right. Yeah. He tweaked. Yeah, he tweaked on that. But I, it was a few interesting points, right? So first, the, the um, what's the word I'm searching for? The way he kind of clarified and kind of specified, I guess specified, being down low in the sense that I'm using it and just being private. Somebody that's private about their sexual orientation and somebody who's living a lie, basically. Right. That was that was interesting to me coming from a gay perspective and also 
the fact that he called he called y'all niggas pussy. Period. Like <laughs> he really called niggas pussy. He say you ain't got no balls, nigga. Your man her gone, nigga. <laughs> Yo, that was hilarious to me. I laugh every time I hear that shit. <laughs> this nigga is funny, but um, yeah, like he really called y'all niggas pussy, like. And I thought that, and it was funny and it was humorous because of the way he worded it and the way he said it. But I also thought how he followed it up by saying, especially with all of us out here dealing with it, like we came out. You understand what I'm saying? We're living in our truth and we're dealing with the backlash and you want to hide from it. Although we understand, he also said that. How can we make someone comfortable or try to ask them to be in our shoes, knowing what he's up against, knowing what he's going to get? Right. And he also made the, the, the really heavy piece was the family disowning their son or nephew or brother. Right. Because you come out as gay, being kicked out of your home. Long before you should be out on your own. Just because of your sexual orientation. That That is a polarizing point to the overall homophobia that's in this community. The fact that your own family will disown you and kick you the f- fuck out. Cast you out into the world. Before you even understand what it is to be an adult or to even be a man and force you to figure it out on your own because you like the same sex. That's really heavy and that's really deep. If your own family will disown you, what do you think a stranger will do to you? You see where I'm coming from? Like, it's it's really, it's really, it it really is a deep, deep deep-seated thing. And it's just fucked up to me, honestly. It's fucked up. And it shouldn't be this way, especially because people are just living within their own truth. Mothers disowning their son. Fathers who are more likely to disown their child because... They're not like them. That's disgusting. It really is. That 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 is disgusting. But let's get back. Okay? Let's rewind. Let's get back to how he called niggas pussy. That niggas ain't got no balls. Like if you if you wanna be gay or you wanna have sex with men. Own your shit. Own your shit. Be who you are. Going back to the manhood portion of this episode, I stated clearly, repeatedly, that a part of being a man is being who you are unapologetically. Don't let nobody back you into a corner and make you feel like you got to live in the shadows. I got to hide my true nature because you're not going to like it. Fuck you. Fuck you. If you don't like it, I don't care. 
Who are you? I'm me. My life. I have to live my life. Right? I pay my bills. I take care of what I take care of in my life. I got goals in my life. You aren't affecting any of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, who I am, it goes back to the old cliche. Like, what I eat don't make you shit. And what you eat don't make me shit. So... Leave me alone and let me be me. And I'm going to be me. Regardless of whether you like it or not. Simple. But. Let's get into this next portion real quick. So for every straight guy to just assume that every gay guy is looking at them sexually (laughs) get it together now it may be true that that person may be looking at you sexually it may not be true that the person may be looking at you sexually I personally think you should let it go I think that a straight person just assuming that all gay people like him because he's looking at them or because because they're around I think that they're dealing with some other issues that they have to address and I'm not calling them a homosexual what I am saying that it doesn't sound 100% healthy mentally to think yourself into an uncomfortable situation just because that person like guys and because you think you're the shit so of course you are you think you're on their radar I think it's very offensive I can't even tell you on the amount of disrespect and the way I was, I've been offended over my life for guys thinking that I like them or because guys thinking that I want them just because we're in the same room and it's whack because this is like I can read you for filth up and down for the way you look, for the way you smell, for the way you act, and the way these females dog you because, of course, the gay best friend hears everything about the men. So, first of all, walking into a room, you think that I actually want you? First of all, I already know how you give it up in bed because her, she done told me, another friend done confided in me, one of her friends done confided in me, they all sleep with the same person and all dogging you. It is like, you think I want you just simply because of my attraction to men? Now, there are situations where a gay man will be attracted to a straight man and simply may be interested in him. And following, there's a conversation. I'm not into that. I'm good. But let somebody just assume that somebody was checking them out. Da, 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 da. Next thing you know, they start telling the next person and telling the next person and telling the next person. And it's like, why do you want to be known for having someone's name with yours? Because you keep telling everybody that this person might like you because you think they like you. The stuff some guys be doing, like, I don't think they really know how it makes them look. But as far as my attraction to heterosexual males that I may be around, it's like, first of all, no one in the world is blind. You see things, you're attracted to them, you move on. And I even hear straight guys, you know, oh, that's a handsome dude, or you're a pretty dude, bro. Like, you a handsome nigga. You see something, and you, you move on. Everybody's not thinking, oh, he's a handsome dude. What will him do? Like, no. Because one... I'm not sliding in nobody's DMs. I'm not pursuing nothing. Like, I'm not... I don't do that. Like, especially in Newburgh. Y'all don't see me out here talking to people in Newburgh or, like, me being hooked up with somebody in Newburgh or somebody... You know, like, y'all don't see that. Not saying that they don't try. Not saying that I don't get the messages and I don't... I don't catch the flirt. But I'm the type of person... You're not going to get your fix over here. You're not going to find yourself over here. I don't want people that don't know who they are or want to... Want to just a little flirt, flirt? You're like, no, 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 no. I like people who know how they identify because I don't have 
to deal with the drama. Don't have to deal with no kids. Don't have to deal with no baby mother. Don't have to deal with no ex-wife. Don't have to deal with no girlfriend. Don't have to deal with none of that. So it's interesting when I hear guys say, you know, about feeling uncomfortable when we're grateful because we dodged a bullet. This, I didn't even announce this this little piece and segment because I wanted it to kind of introduce itself. But I feel like this is another one of the biggest issues, right, as to why black men don't accept gay black men within our circles. Because we always tend to feel like because they like men, they like us. You like men? I'm a man. You like me. And I mean, it, it's understandable. First and foremost, it's understandable. I get it. Because sometimes, even to this day, I feel like that. But I also try to stay cognizant in the realization that I might not be his type. Right? And there's a certain thing called boundaries. Boundaries, Right? I have a lot of female friends. And to be honest with you, most of them are very pretty. And I can acknowledge that without pursuing anything with them. And I'd imagine it's the same for a gay man being around men or being friends with men. He might think that you're handsome or cute, or whatever. But boundaries will keep him in a friend's place. Right? And knowing, because, I mean, by all accounts that I've heard, men have a gator, right? They can kind of sense when, you know, you might be open to certain shit. Adversely, they can sense when you're not. Me personally, I've had gay men, a gay man, right? Somebody I was dealing with business-wise. And I gave this person a ride home. Now, he identifies as she, so I address her as she. But, so she was like, I got something I want to talk to you about, and but I don't want you to be offended. Now, automatically, I knew where this was going. Right? Soon as soon as soon as she said that, I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm like, alright. What's up? Made her advance. I'm not gonna say exactly what was said, because it was pretty vulgar. But it was crazy because it wasn't the first time that that had happened, but it was the first time that that had happened in person. But at that time, I was in a transitional state space mentally emotionally physically like on every level i think i was at the very beginning of my journey to becoming who i want to be where i'm not yet but i'm a lot further along than i was then but i really wasn't offended it was kind of comical to me honestly i laughed i'm like nah bro like this ain't even that type of thing like i'm good 
He was like, all right, all right, like, I ain't mean to offend you, no disrespect. I'm like, no disrespect taken. Have a good night. You feel what I'm saying? Like, first off, those type of situations, I feel like that's how it should go, right? They, whether he might make an advance, whatever, whatever, you don't have to take it into offense and then want to beat the fuck out of him. Right? Just, nah, bro, like, nah. This ain't that. Let's not do this. Simple. But getting back to the point, if thinking that every gay man that sees you or is around you wants to fuck you is just very conceited overall. And that's because, but that because that comes from and stems from not understanding gay people at all. We don't understand them at all. So you think they just want to fuck every single guy they see when in all reality, they have a type. And he said in an earlier piece, he said something like thinking, thinking that straight men are the prize for gay men and you're not. There are gay men out there who don't want a straight guy. They're not into turning someone out. Like he said, I'm. I'm into people that live within their truth, that know who they are and how they identify. I don't want to confuse motherfuckers. I don't want somebody living on both sides of the tree. Somebody that's going to bring drama into my life when your baby mom or your wife or your girlfriend or kids find out about it. And now you're bringing your drama into my life because you're not transparent on your end. You feel what I'm saying? So overall, I feel like that's one of the biggest issues in why heterosexual men don't befriend homosexual men because they feel like they're going to try something or that they're looking at them. Like looking at them, looking at them. When in all reality, it's probably not the case. It's probably not the case. So get that shit out your head. Let that shit go. That's a very superficial and that's a very superficial and very, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say idiotic or stupid because I don't want to put anyone's feelings down. I'm going to just stick with superficial. That's a very superficial reason to completely shun away a whole demographic of people within your own community. When in all reality, we really need to be sticking together. Whether you gay or straight. So. I'm going to get into this last piece by him and then. I'll be right back. Thank you so much, man, for inviting me on Thinking Out Loudly, bro. I'm honored to be here, and to be honest, I was nervous, you know, and he might not tell it, but I initially said I ain't trying to do it, like, I'm, I don't know, because I'm not the type of person to be out there in the forefront when it comes to my thoughts, my views, what I'm thinking intellectually, and just anything that's outside of the arts, you know, I like for that to be the conversation, and so I'm just grateful just <laughs> after running into him, and I try to act like I ain't even see him, I have my head down. He's like, Ralph, and I'm like, oh, dang, he saw me, because my hair wasn't cut, and I feel like when my hair ain't cut, then nobody noticed me. But 
thank you, bro. Thank you for that little push, bro. Because, you know, it, it, I'm glad I did this show, bro. I'm glad I spoke my mind, spoke my truth, shared my thoughts. And I'm sure someone learned something about me that they didn't know. Because most people that speak to me or see me, if you don't know me one-on-one to, like, sit and chop it up with me to really hear my thoughts and hear, you know, how I, how I lay it out, then you wouldn't know my thoughts and my views and my feelings towards things and my experiences. So thanks again, bro, for having me on the show. Please follow me on Instagram at Ralph Mavore. R-A-L-P-H-M-V-O-R-E. Mavore stands for Motivated, Versatile, Original, Real, and Extraordinary. Follow Mavore Entertainment where we do events. You know, once COVID is over in the pandemic, we do lessons, we do uh, videos, commentary, music, you know, stuff like that. Follow Urban Updates, U-R-B-A-N-U-P-D-A-T-E-Z. Urban Updates. That is a media page that I've been growing and working on from the ground up. Shout out to Dottie and Jasmine, who does the video commentary, and we're looking to bring that back as well. Follow Royal Emerge, R-O-Y-A-L-E-M-E-R-G-E. That is a media platform as well, but for LGBTQ content, artists, music, TV shows, etc., etc. Also follow Ladies Vibes, L-A-D-I-E-S-V-I-B-E-Z. We have some new episodes coming up. We actually did a recording last night with Edna entrepreneur from Newburgh and we're recording tonight with Don Marie so excited for that please follow my platforms on Instagram and support them when you don't see me doing music singing or dancing I'm writing or I'm behind the scenes or planning or building accounts on Instagram so please support that send me your links and let me support y'all let's grow let's network and let's build with each other as we accept each other Shane I'm out bro thanks again if you don't remember anything that I said from today just remember on the highway of life it's mandatory that you pay the toll. It's Ralph Mavor, I'm out. You already know my guy, I fuck with you. I always fuck with you since we met in high school. That'll never change, nobody could ever change that. But let me wrap this episode up because it turned out to be a lot longer than I actually wanted it to be. But. To whom it may concern, why are you so concerned? What someone does in their what someone does in their bedroom is of no concern of yours. There's no reason that what someone does in their own private life that isn't harming anyone or you or anyone around you should make you feel some type of way. You should never, and I'm not just talking about homosexual people, I'm talking about people in general. You should never give someone that much power to be able to change your emotions, especially a stranger, someone you don't even know, who's not in your actively in your circle, or not even someone that you communicate with. You have to own your beings and own your emotions. Secondly, don't cut your network off. As stated before, black gay black men are very stable. The LGBT community is very, very united. And they mobilize. 
And if you have their support, and not even not even just that, they they are becoming very powerful in this America in these times because they're so united. They have a, a united front, and like I said, they mobilize and they move on the shit that they care about, and they get shit done and make things happen. Don't cut yourself off from this network of people and men just because you don't agree with their lifestyle. It's not your lifestyle. Let them live it. You don't have to agree with them. That doesn't mean that you can't do business together. That doesn't mean that you can't associate. That doesn't mean that you can't favor for a favor. That's networking. Four and a half percent of America you're cutting off because of sex. It makes no sense, especially if you're trying to be upwardly mobile in progress. You're going to run into people who are homosexual. And you can't run from them because they're a big demographic and they're only getting stronger. That stated, this is my only problem with the LGBTQ community. I acknowledge that. I've even stated statistics that they're a very large portion. They're a very sizable portion of the American community as a whole. So you're going to see gay people. You're going to see gay couples out together. You're going to encounter gay people. You're going to work with gay people. You're going to go to school with gay people. You're going to encounter them. No matter how much you may try to avoid it, you're going to. So I understand the overall representation in entertainment as it pertains to entertainment. I understand the overall representation that is being pushed as of recent. There always has to be a gay person or a gay couple, even in cartoons. But I feel like at this point. It's starting to be a little too pushy and not so much on adults, but the children. Do I believe that this is going to influence kids to be homosexual? No, because as I stated earlier, you either are or you aren't. But to an untrained mind and an an immature mind, it can push you to try certain things. For example... You see two guys kissing or a little girl sees two girls kissing. Now she goes to school. He goes to school. He kisses a boy. She kisses a girl. First of all, they shouldn't be kissing at all. Right. But let them find their own sexuality. Right. I don't want to influence these kids to try homosexual acts before they even know what they're doing. That's my only drawback with the LGBTQ community. Yes, you guys are here. You are present and active. And I don't shun you. I don't care if you're trans. I don't care if you're lesbian. I don't care if you're gay. I I don't care. I just don't. It's not going to stop me from speaking to you. It's not going to stop me from being respectful. 
And it's not going to stop me from establishing a network of people from that community or even befriending someone from that community. But I do want you guys to know that I do feel some type of way. The way that you're bullying your way into our kids' lives. Because that's how I feel like, that's what I feel like is happening. You guys are bullying your way into our kids' lives and into our kids' minds. Don't influence my kids, my son, to go out there and kiss another boy. Does that make him gay? He's a kid. He's seen it on TV. did it. Probably didn't like it. So no, maybe he's not gay. But you did just influence my kid to go out there and commit a homosexual act. That's not in no way. Now, now I don't want people to take this and say, oh, well, see, they're going to turn our kids gay. No. No. Because you can do something like that and realize, no, this is... Mm. No. Never again. Right? So no, they're not turning our kids gay. But you are putting in front of their faces homosexuality in an intimate way. Right? And that even deeper than that, I don't even feel like any type of anything should be on these kids' shows. There should be no kissing at all, whether it's heterosexual or homosexual. None of that shit should be on, on none of these little kids' shows. So I'm not just saying that to y'all. I'm saying because this topic is about y'all, I'm speaking to y'all. But I do want to state the fact that I don't agree with any of it. Because it does influence kids to go out and try things. Again, whether they like it or not, that's on how they feel internally, who they are. But you can influence people to try something. And I don't like that. I don't I don't like that. But that that's really it. That's my only drawback. Other than that, I fuck with y'all. With that said, that's all I got. That's it. That's all. I need to go get in the shower, get my day started. I got some things lined up for today. I appreciate everyone for listening. I'm sorry we had another long episode. I really try to keep these things under the under 40 to 45 minutes, but I also want to get I also want to dive deep into every topic and hit all the points that I want to hit. So if you've listened to the whole thing, I really really appreciate you for taking this ride with me. And I hope y'all enjoyed it. Please give me some feedback. Hit me up on Facebook. Y'all know I'm on Facebook all day every day. Um, you can make a post, you can message me, whatever, whatever you want to do, man. Just tag me in it and we can have a discussion about it. Yeah, I got to go, man. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for coming out or thank you for taking time out of your day to hear what I had to say. I guess I'll end it here. Because on the highway of life, it's mandatory that you pay the toll. Stay blessed, y'all.